welcome the man it's all occurred to, Richard Herring. Welcome to the show that all the fly flies are calling AI Ottima. Yes. Coming to you this week for the first time from time from the Bloomsbury Theatre. Bloomsbury, get us. Who do we think we are? Virginia Woolf. <laughs> we might be at this stage of the exhausting process. I am genuinely not sure. Uh, it's the internet blah blah and sketch blah that blah blah de blah 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 and stuff like blah 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 blah. <laughs> Maybe I should do the whole show like that and you can just fill in your own blast. <laughs> Yourself. We'll be happy. It's week seven. I feel like my skull has been cut open and someone has been repeatedly smashing a brick into my unprotected brain, then taking an electric hand whisk and turning the contents, contents into a kind of bloody cappuccino, which they then sucked up through a straw and sicked up into a blocked toilet full of a Welshman's seaweed-filled faeces, <laughs> which they have flushed sending the mixture of pureed brains, water, seaweed, faeces and clogged up toilet tissue sloshing onto the piss-stained floor. <laughs> and talking of pureed brains, water, faeces and clogged up toilet tissue on a piss-stained floor, did anyone see the football yesterday afternoon? Did you, uh, how do you enjoy the game? Do you enjoy it, folks? Listen to that, the chorus of whining and sulking disappointment must be music to the ears of our Celtic listeners. Yes, it was a defeat so humiliating and crushing that even the Scotch must have felt unsatisfied and cruel in celebrating, like watching a boxing match between Mike Tyson and a kitten. Uh, even if the kitten had repeatedly invaded your country and stolen your skin, you'd get to a point where a fist repeatedly smashing into its soft and useless face would still make you feel uneasy. I, I still can't believe we've lost. Personally, I blame our invisible 12th player. Uh, everyone kept passing to him and he just fucked it up every time. It was... He barely even touched it. Still, at least he was more effective than Wayne Rooney. Look at me! Look at me doing football jokes like I'm James Corden. It's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> Should we, yeah. I'm even wearing a football shirt. Uh, should we blame the, manager, the players or the manager or the blind referee and linesman who didn't allow Lampard's goal? Or should we blame ourselves for being deluded enough to hope this tired and malcoordinated team of unconnected, pampered idiots would ever be capable of winning the World Cup? I felt sorry for Fabio Cabello. I did feel sorry for the manager in the post-match interview. He's always struggled a bit with the language. He'd clearly mislearned the English phrase, I resign, as we played a good game. It's an easy mistake to make. I don't know which match he was watching. Uh, anyway, so let's try. It's, obviously, I was in a brilliant mood to write a comedy show once that was over. So let's try and do one of those. And to help me, please welcome my own back three, who are easily penetrated by any German who fancies having a crack. <laughs> Dan Tetzel, TV's Emma Kennedy on the guitar, Christian on the guitar, Riley! <laughs> so, Dan, you are of German stock. I am, yes. You are of German I'm heritage. Half German, yeah. yes. So, yeah. how do you feel? Which half was supporting well, Germany? Obviously, the winning half was okay. supporting Germany. <laughs> Good. Uh, I took great. I don't like football, it, I'm no interest in it, but uh, I do like seeing England beaten by Germany, wow. by the ruthlessly efficient. <laughs> Order-following team <laughs> that arrived on time. If we're ever in a war with Germany, we have to put him in prison straight away. Yeah, exactly, be, exactly. But it's nice like... that they'll be playing Argentina. They probably have grandfathers in common. <laughs> uh, so that's good. 
what has occurred to you this week? With well, it's you also football based. It was also like football James based. Yeah, like James Gordon. <laughs> that fat career ruining asshole. Um, that's a that's a long story. I'm not going to go into here, but he is a fat career ruining asshole. <laughs> now. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I was I was working on a, a BBC radio program, a topical radio program. That, ah, yeah, you're working a lot. I know. Doing this show's I, I know. Well, I have jobs. to, you know, make up for the meagre amount of money we get. <laughs> and uh, and I really, really needed uh, England to lose to Slovenia. On is it Slovenia Wednesday? Sir? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I just because uh, we'd had two sketches. One if they won and one if they lost. And we were recording at seven, but we were obviously inside and we had to, you know, we had to stop writing at about one to print out all the sketches. Yeah, it's very high tech. And, uh, and lazy as well, yeah. And, uh, but the sketch where we won was rubbish. <laughs> and the sketch where we lost was all right. Uh, so I desperately needed, and then they, uh, then they won. Yeah. And so uh, I just uh, went through the other script and just changed all the tenses to when you lose on Sunday. So, <laughs> so that worked out all right for me. It did, very good. How about you, Christine? Anything happened to you? Yeah, I was in Sheffield this weekend uh, doing the Last Laugh Comedy Club. Uh, and on Saturday, I just remember Saturday night, uh, I got asked to sign a woman's breasts. Wow. Uh, Were they connected uh, to her? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was kind of... I was kind of... Um, everybody else on the bill had signed them before me, oh, so there wasn't a lot of room left. Kind of, and you know, you kind of have to. I wasn't comfortable with it. You got to no. hold a piece of paper still, and you know, it was just it wasn't an easy surface to write on. That's all I'm saying. And I signed it, the Pope. And that was the only. I, just, that, I thought that's what he'd do. Okay. How about you, TV's Emma Kennedy? What's been going on? Well, I had been hoping. No, this, you'd be amazed how inundated I am every Monday on Twitter. Pictures of men's asking me, asking me for another poo story. <laughs> uh, I'll just scotch that rumour right now. I've got no poo story for you today. I'm sorry if that's going to just. I know. Um, and, um, uh, but I had been hoping to tell you about my iPhone 4 SIM activation debacle, which, if you are following me on Twitter, you will know all about, because I have been ranting about it since Friday lunchtime when I bought my iPhone 4 from Orange and have been waiting for my SIM to be activated ever since. And uh, it wasn't activated. And, and I wanted, really, to... <laughs> Sorry. It, it, I'm doing that because at the Leicester Square Theatre, the, the, uh, the, the microphones are dreadful. Anyway, um... <laughs> So, yeah, start slagging them off. Now we're at the Bloomsbury. Yeah, we have to go back again. Sweet, sweet, look at us. <laughs> anyway, um, I was hoping to tell you that Orange were a bunch of cluster fucking cockwads. <laughs> but I can't now because I had a really nice phone call from someone called Neil from Orange today who was absolutely lovely and has arranged for me to have a new sim in the morning. But I, I'll say this. Orange, if that sim doesn't work <laughs> tomorrow morning, I'm coming to your house and I'm going to fuck you in the eyes and the ears with a blunt log. <laughs> the end. Well, good. 
Thank you very much. Other mobile phone providers are equally shit. So, um... Let's see what has occurred to me this week. Tuesday. Scientists working on the Large Hadron Collider simulated the sound made by subatomic so-called god particles, which you'll know will almost, they almost blew up the Vatican in the excellent and realistic film Angels and Demons, <laughs> in which if you haven't seen it, it turns out Ewan McGregor's the baddie. Uh, <laughs> I haven't spoiled the film. Dan Brown did that perfectly well already. So, uh, but I shit you not. It's so obvious. It's going, oh, it's the last thing I would expect. Uh, I shit you not. The God particle, this is completely true, sounds pretty much identical to this. Absolutely does. Slightly higher pitch. Clanking around. So... There it goes, clanking around the God particle. So the, the sound of AI Ottoman is the sound of God. I'm not saying I'm Jesus, that is for other people to say. Well, well, it's for me to say, and then for Russell Brand to copy and put in his new movie. But Wednesday. Those two blokes whose names everyone has already forgotten continue to play out the best tennis match there has ever been uh, because it was really long, and that is apparently makes it good. By 40-40 in the final set, I thought maybe it was time to accept that these players were exactly equal and should be allowed to progress to the next round as a doubles pair. Uh, LAUGHTER taking on single players in a similar way to blockbusters. I think that would work. <laughs> Just the difference in the score, grade it differently. It would have been a terrific if a doubles pairing had ended up winning the men's singles at Wimbledon. Saturday. I saw Lembit Opik, the ex-Liberal Democrat MP, on the right stuff this morning with his massive wonky face, which he got as a result of an awful paragliding accident. So I hope you feel good about laughing at that. <laughs> laughing at that. Uh, Lembit is apparently trying out as a stand-up comedian and was on his way to do his second ever gig. And whilst I wish him the best of luck, it's the hardest job in the world, being a stand-up comedian, Jimmy Tarbuck once told me. Uh, and uh, quite arrogantly, I would say. I think he seemed a little overconfident for someone who had done one gig. At one point, Matthew Wright said something amusing and Lembit looked kind of crushed and then like he was some kind of seasoned pro, dared to say, you do the presenting, Matthew, I'll do the jokes. As if being funny was what Lembert Opik wasn't famous for. But, but doing one gig, Lembert, does not make you a comedian, does not give you that right. I've done thousands of gigs, and I'm not sure I qualify yet. You know, if Matthew Wright had started having sex with a failed X Factor contestant on his desk, I don't think anyone would have minded it if Lembert had said, you do the presenting, Matthew, and I'll do the having creepy relationships in the public eye, looking proud of myself as if I'm dating Julia Roberts, when actually it's just a cheeky girl. Then no one would have complained. That would have been what... That is what you are known for but if you see Lembert Opik do give him a punch in the face if you hit him on the other side of the jaw you might even everything up a little bit Sunday I was disgusted to read in the Sunday Mirror I don't know if you saw this that Dick I beg your pardon Nick Griffin uh, has been accused of grooming his own daughter which is I knew is capable of some disgusting stuff but I never thought even he would stoop so low. Then I read the rest of the article properly and discovered he was grooming her to be the next leader of the BNP. But to be honest, that's probably worse. I think I'd rather... It was rather my initial assumption, to be honest. It's a horrible, disgusting twat. As it occurs to me, he makes the ridiculous statement that you can't be a fan of the Red Hot Chili Peppers and him at the same time, in part due to the repetitious nature of the lyrics and the music. Well, I've listened to this podcast, the Colleagues and Harry podcast, and the Six Music podcast, and all I've got to say is, Pot Kettle Black, Pot Kettle Black now. 
That is uh, actually a five-star review from the aptly named fan of repetition. Uh, he's delighted by my hypocrisy, which is good. Unlike Bob Rudge, whose one-star review says... As it occurs to me, despite raging against others, more successful comedians for being pedestrian and unoriginal. This podcast has descended into predictable mediocrity. Bridget Herring employs his age-old tactic of self, referencing the weekend formulaic content in an effort to paint it as postmodern rather than half-assed. Now reduced to doing funny accents and catchphrases, seemingly oblivious to the fact that he has become the thing that he claims to hate. Don't applaud that. <laughs> that was a bit cruel there, Bob, wasn't it? Repetitious and stupid. Voices. I, I've got a couple of people here who would beg to differ, have something to say about that, Bob. Hello, Bob Rudgett, me, Daniel. Get your hands off my bookcase or else I'll put me porridge in your back beef. And so- that's me, Susan Boyle, Sybil, I'm not mental, shortbread. And I am their wee sexcremental baby, wee tumbodiel, conceived and born in a week as I was gestated in a pumpkin. Ah, I'm a whole new character. <laughs> so you look a bit stupid now, he Bob. Yeah, see, he's, he's wee tumbodiel, you see, and he's nothing like my own murdered son, tiny, tiny Andrew Collings, and to, to accuse this show of resorting to catchphrases and stupid voices is simply outrageous slander. Aside, no, it's not. It's a spot-on assessment. And one that Herring will attempt to pass off as him being postmodern rather than half-arsed. Which he is. He's a lazy, lazy man. <laughs> ah, yes, hello. Uh, it's me, popular character King Herod, remember? From the last couple of weeks. Can I just say good luck to England in your match against Slovenia? <laughs> Sorry, how old was that baby? Get away from me, Bobby, or I'll set me clacker like a duck duck on ye. <laughs> Listen to her snarl. Get out now, King Herod, I cut. Hold her back! Oh, oh dear, that horrible beast is spitting at me! Oh, oh, oh! Oh, not this again. Oh, dear, the, the hissing vagina of Susan Boyle spitting in the face of biblical King Herod. It's... It's just so predictable. Why, why, why doesn't Herring think of something new? Hello, it's me, Titsy the Dwarf. <laughs> and this script is not Rich's fault. A naughty dog did it. Um, uh, no, it wasn't. Um, what was it, Sue? Was it, it was Sue's fault. I went, uh, I hate talking to Sue. I want to be Prime Minister. I just want to be Prime Minister. I want to be Prime Minister. Come on, Tom. Let's let Rich know how much me love him. When I wake up, no one know I'm going to be. I'm going to be the girl who's waking up with you. I'm not metal. Hey, Haggis. He has 
Paid to any criticism, Bob Rudge. <laughs> Come up with, made him look pretty s- stupid there. Who am I trying to kid? I am, I've become everything I hate. Bob Rudge is spot on. I've tried and failed. It's proved too much for me this week. I knew it would happen. I was upset about the football. I got drunk on Sunday. I woke up at 3 p.m. today. I've got nothing for you, I'm sorry. I just ran out of ideas. It, was, it, was, it had to happen. Uh, I've thought of a way around it, though, so it's not going to be the end of the evening. We can do what they do in American sitcoms when they run out of time and money. We can do, like, a clip show, like in that episode of My Two Dads, when the two dads, they got trapped in a lift. Uh, and then Greg Evgan said, hey, remember that time when I was in BJ and the Bear? And then they just cut to a whole episode of that instead. We're gonna, <laughs> we can do something similar, do a bit of a compilation of our no, greatest no. hits. No, we can't do a clip show. Everyone hates those. It would be a slap in the face to our loyal fans. Yeah, I'm not really sure they'd noticed the difference. <laughs> Pretty much every show's essentially a greatest hit. Come on, you two. Well, let's, let's get... Why don't we get into this lift? But why is we, there a lift on stage at the Bloomsbury Theatre? It's to go up to the next level on where the scripts of all the jokes I have written are this week. This is just awful, isn't it? It's just embarrassing. Premier. Oh, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the lift from the Liverpool Hotel sketch. Oh, even the lift is a callback. It's very that's clever, nice. isn't that? It's a nice touch. So, come on, everyone, get in. Let's wait, go. Wait, look, we know it's going to break down. Shut up, Christian. Just get in. Do you want your £85 and 11 pence or not? I suppose. Good. Now to go for a ride in a perfectly working lift. Nothing can go Premier étage. Deuxième étage. Premier. I can't let you do that, Dave. Daisy, Daisy, give me your Oh no! I can't believe the lift—it's broken down. Oh, this is just embarrassing. Oh, come on! What can we? There's nothing we can do about it. Let's just sit back, wait for the repairman to come, and yeah. why don't we have a little reminisce? Do you remember that time? Um, <laughs> When I got a little bit drunk in the afternoon and I was passing a motorcycle clothing and um, I wondered what would happen if I, you know, I went in and pretended like, well, I don't like no, motorcycles, no, but if I pretended no, I did. No, not the motorcycling clothing shop sketch. No, you, you, you can't do that in a clip show. We only did it last week. And it was a terrible sketch. Yeah. If we have to do an old sketch, can we at least pick one that sort of half worked, like, um... um. Oh. oh no! Oh no! Hold on, I will think of something. Um, yeah, mine's gone blank. No, oh. no. Anyway, Dan, the motorcycle clothing shop sketch was the best sketch I've ever written, and the audience last week were fucking idiots not mm. to laugh more at it. We're going to do it again, and if this audience doesn't laugh at it either, we'll do it again and again until people realise I'm right and how funny it is. You better fucking laugh at it this time. I'm telling you. Haven't our listeners suffered enough? No, they haven't. They must suffer some more. If only I could turn back time and do that sketch again. <laughs> Thanks to the magic of AI Ottoma. I can. If I could turn back time, 
what would I do differently? Oh, 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 if I could turn back time. I can't believe this is happening. Do it, just do the sketch. Good afternoon. Hi, nice uh, motorcycling clothing shop you've got here. Thanks. It's just, it's such a long sketch. With so few humorous things in it. Sorry, did the shop man and woman say those things in the original sketch? Did they? No, they didn't. Do it the same. Start again, Christian. Oh, no, 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 Christian. Oh. Don't, Christian. If I could turn back time, what would I do differently? Oh, if I could turn back time. But hang on, isn't the point of the turn back time feature to do things differently, not to do things the same? Oh, well done, Emma. Because of that, it looks like we're going to have to start the sketch oh. again. Oh, no. Christian. Have I got to turn back time? What would I do differently? Oh, have I got to turn back time? Good afternoon. Hi, yeah, it's nice motorcycling clothing shop you've got going here. Looking for anything in particular? Do that properly, Emma. I was! That is a, that is a yellow card. <laughs> Act it properly. No, I'm just having a look round at the motorcycling clothes, see what you've got in stock, and you know, if I see something I like, something suitable for riding on a motorcycle, and then maybe I'll buy me some motorcycling clothes. Yep, I sure love motorcycling, motorcycling, motorcycling around. Some people like cycling on a normal bike, not me. I say, why pedal around when you can have a bike that doesn't need to be pedaled with an, an-, an engine in it and stuff? And, ah, man, it's, Please, it's... I'm actually begging you, can you try and laugh a little bit more? Because if you laugh more, he might stop. Don't, don't help them, Emma. You people better laugh the normal amount, the amount you actually think the sketch is worth. If I hear anyone laughing sarcastically or over-laughing at this, then we'll stop and we'll start again. Or if people don't laugh at all, we'll start again until we get through the whole sketch with every line getting the correct amount of laughter as ascertained by me. I don't care, I can wait here all night. I've got this. It's your own time you're wasting, not mine. Christ, let us start this again. If I could turn back time, what would I do differently? I think when Richard originally asked me to do the music for AI Artima, I would have said no. I'm going to ignore that, Christian. I'm a, I'm a big man. I'm going to rise above that. Go on, Dan, start the sketch. Good afternoon. Hello, it's nice motorcycle costume clothing shop. <laughs> You've got it. Doesn't matter if I make a mistake. That's all right. Hi, nice motorcycle clothing shop you've got here. Oh, oh look, the the lift has started to work. No, it hasn't. It hasn't. Yeah, no, yes, it has. Deuxième That that isn't the lift. That isn't the lift. That was Emma pretending to be the lift. That wasn't really it. Stop playing those sound effects, Ben. We have to do the whole motorcycle clothing sketch. It's over, Rich. Leave it. You have to let it go. It was a good sketch, Rich. It, it, a really good sketch. Aside, it wasn't. <laughs> it was a bit shit. It was a little bit shit, yes. And, and much too long with no jokes in it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, those things are also true. It, it failed, yes. But as Samuel Beckett said, try again, fail again, beep boop beep. Ziggy says there's a 90% chance <laughs> of failing better. I can't do this anymore. You two go on without me. Just kill me. Leave me here. Please kill me. No, no, it's all right, Rich. We used the lift. We're on the next floor of the Bloomsbury now, where the new scripts are. I mean, you, you don't understand there is no lift. There is no next floor. There is no script. Oh, isn't there, Rich? Then what are these? Some, some scripts? But how? <laughs> 
Anything can come true if you can only imagine it, Richard. No, it can't. I'm, I'm imagining England winning this year's World Cup now by beating Mars in the final. It's not, it's not going to happen, definitely. You, you say that, Richard. Here are the scripts. Yeah, maybe some elves wrote them for you. Hey, do you remember that time those elves um, tried to write that script for me? Just come on, come on, just no, go. Blah, 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 no, just let, go, no, just stop it. Let's just do the new script. Okay. New script. All right, All right Christian, well, your, your, your sting's the first thing in the new script. Go for it. As it occurs to me, Bob Rudge is a fucking idiot. And if you know where he lives, feel free to put excrement through his letterbox any old time. They're careful with that. There's a danger you might get the wrong Bob Rudge, but, you know, there's something about the name Bob Rudge that suggests to me that anyone called Bob Rudge will still deserve that. Uh, anyway, maybe Bob Rudge is in the audience tonight, so let's go down and see what this more sophisticated Bloomsbury set have to say for themselves. Anything occurred to anyone this week? Uh, give me a hand up if you're right at the front here, yes. You brought sweets for me. What are they? Oh, that's nice. Are you gonna, do we have to come down and get them like we're, like we're, so you're our master? Just come down for the sweets. Oh, look at that in a little bowl. You try eating some of those first, Emma. Just, uh, just. Uh, Can I just check? Just see how salty they taste. I don't really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have you I'm done anything to what these? What I like about them is they're not in a packet. They're just in a, they're in the up, they're an upside down thing from, that's from a Starbucks. Do you know, what I love the most about this, this pot of sweets is that there's one that just says, grow up. <laughs> it's a love up. So, uh, well, I can't eat those because um, I've got to do the show. <laughs> Thank you very much. What's your name? I'm Mike. Mike, you're a cunt. <laughs> is your surname Hunt? That's a Pratt reference to the first half. Should have been here. Uh, so anyone else? That's fine. Thank you very much. That's very kind of you. Yes, madam. Are they the people in the top? The compilers of the Time Out Edinburgh Guide are idiots because what? Because I'm not in there. Well, you're not in there, but you know, apart from that, and the restaurants, the t- tatties not there. The, t- the tempting tatties not in there. No, God, they are idiots. Ti- they're fuck Time Out. No, actually, because they put an advert in for us. And who came here because they saw it listed in Time Out? Cheer now. Ah, oh, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> they're useless. It's a dead medium. It's print. They're dead. <laughs> Anyone else? Thank you very much for your support. Yes, uh, bro, I have to repeat what you say, sir. So it's, uh, it's our wedding anniversary tomorrow. It's your wedding anniversary tomorrow. Are you sure? The woman doesn't look so... Do you know him, madam? Definitely. Yeah. And we've all come all the way from up north. you come all the way from up north. Camden? What is that? <laughs> Bolton, my goodness. Well, you know, welcome to civilization. We have... Don't be scared of the lattes down here. What's, fu- what's fully booked? Peter K was fully booked. <laughs> fair, fair comment. That is all in bulk, and that is it. It's, that's all you get, Peter K, or the bloke pretending to be Peter K, or Paddy McGuinness. That, I mean, that is fucking desperate. Uh, so, uh, thank, welcome to, uh, to England. Uh, I hope you enjoy it down here. Anyone else? Oh, very nice so far, everyone's been very pleasant. Hello, sir. Oh, wow. <laughs> At the weekend, this man tried to throw his girlfriend in the swimming pool, which is uh, maybe influenced by my sketch. 
And did you, ma- did you succeed or did she crash her head on the side of the swimming pool and die? Because you're with a man, I noticed it tonight. <laughs> oh, you moved. Is it you? Are you his girlfriend? Oh, why? It's what a waste. Uh, what a waste of beautiful... How was it in the swimming pool? Which one was thrown in? Dragged you. He got grass on your new outfit. Were you, were you all kind of dressed up in clothes or in a bikini? Just let me give a mental picture of what's. Just so everyone's got an idea of what's going on. He dragged you. He sounds awful. Why are you going out with him? You don't know? I like the fact you. Are you going out with the other one? No. 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 <laughs> the bloke in the pink shirt is nothing if just like a friend who's never had a girlfriend. Have you, have you ever had a girlfriend? No, it doesn't work out. You hang, out. you hang out with him because he's got a jacket on and looks a bit like a young Tony Blair. And some girls, some girls like that. You like that, don't you? you could, honestly, I mean, you could do it, not in this room, admittedly, but you could do a lot better. Not from... <laughs> if you take out... I mean, it's in a way, if this whole room was gassed, uh, now, society wouldn't suffer if everyone... If everyone in this room was killed, I think it might be slightly improved. The IT services would be slightly worse. That's about it. But the gene pool would be... It might be worth doing it, just, for the, just in case anything them accidentally. I mean, if this guy, old uh, Mark, was it? Will, Will, Will. I changed his name in the first half, so I got confused. Will, of course it's Will. If you ever breed, Will, <laughs> we're in trouble. Are you going out with you with Will? I'd love to see that, because a, Will's a big guy, and then there's this tiny little bird of a woman next to him. And I'm saying, I'm using bird in the sense of she resembles a bird. I'm not, I haven't gone back to the 1970s. Can you have your sweets back? I'm saying you're very, I like having sex with wounded birds. Um, that's, that's the only time I get, the only time I get any. Uh, right, good, anyone else? We'll, we'll keep going, it's going, all right, at the back there. Sorry, what? Why aren't you sitting with your boyfriend? I need to get... Oh, okay. They would because they would, thought they'd get picked on, so then oh, they okay. put their hands you, up. You're not, <laughs> you're not on the cusp of splitting up with him because, you know, I'll be honest. I was making some gestures back there to you quietly, and you were both making sort of we don't like them faces. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just want to get it out in the open. Are you, are you, are you chucking your boyfriend? Keeping my options open. Oh! <laughs> She's keeping her options open. <laughs> Boys in the audience, I know you're a bit nerdy and you love computers, but there's a very pretty lady on the front row and she it's might furious. be single at the end of the evening. Serious. This is what happens. You've got to keep it in your mind, the throwing in. You mustn't try and do it. She is a scientist. She's a scientist, so she's a bit, she's a bit of a geeky. What geek. do you do? <laughs> Zoologist. Zoologist. Sounds good. <laughs> oh, the di- have you ever dissected in a carpy? No. no, I'd like to. No, I'm not interested in dolphins. If you look at a carpy from behind, it's like a sort of uh, zebra, sort of like a llama, a zebra kind of thing, isn't it? It looks like a woman. If you look at it right from behind, it really looks like a woman wearing uh, kind of stripy trousers. Isn't it? <laughs> have a look. I tell you, I, I wouldn't mind getting into that cloaca. I'm telling you. Um, if, I had to, if I had to have sex with an animal, I think it's worth thinking this. If, you, if someone had a gun at your head, so you have to have sex with some, one of the animals in the zoo, a carpy. You can use it if anyone... I think every relationship, you know, some relationships you're allowed to have sex with one famous person. I think it should also be an animal in there. If I ever get the opportunity to have sex with an carpy, I'm going to keep going with this, even though everyone is disgusted. I'm just looking at me going, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. 
It's a bit like you've got that zebra print thing on there. It's a bit like it. That's what it is. It looks like a zebra print thing from behind, yeah. You, your luck could be it. You could pretend to be in a carpy tonight and your luck's in, sweetheart. If that's how you, the only way you can get to have sex with someone. <laughs> Do you know what the funny thing about that is? What? Is that I've been sitting behind you genuinely thinking, hmm, what animal would I have sex with? <laughs> and which one was it? Yet. I don't know yet. I'll tell you. What next was yours, McCarthy? Lee? A pipistrel. Oh, the pipistrel bat. Well, they're rapists. Oh, yes, good bat reference. I, f- I forget what happened to That's now been long established, is that <laughs> Fabio Capello has been using them to invade the anal passages of top-flight footballers that don't perform. That's, that's now a rumour that's been... That, 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 that's not a rumour, that's yes, actually no, fact, yeah. Good, well, we've got some... <laughs> we'll go for one more. Have you got something to say? No, we've had you. What's at the back there? Yes, if I move to a small town, it sounds like the beginning of a terrible joke, but let's, <laughs> let's go with it. Let's just say it is something that's occurred to this man this week. If I, Richard Herring, moved to a small town in Germany that was called Freiburg... You would be considered romantic, because if you throw a girl in the river, oh. then you marry her. It wasn't what I expected at all. Uh, I thought you'd be a fried herring. I thought you were going for that. I thought this is the worst joke ever. <laughs> Uh, you would, I'd be considered romantic because it's that they throw women in the river there. That's once a year or any time they feel like it. All the time. I'm moving there. That is, if, do they have a car piece in there by the river? Uh, so, no, the bestiality stuff, not, real, not, not going for that. He, want, he genuinely does want to have sex on the car piece. That's why, that's why I'm not finding this funny because I suspect if we could get him into Bristol Zoo. Why Bristol Zoo? I don't know why I said Bristol Zoo. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, Bristol Zoo will be fine. Okay, I think it would do it. Okay, let's do it. Uh, it doesn't really work having a conversation with yourself on, on an audio thing when you're not differentiating the two voices. They can't see you moving from one side of the microphone. To the other. I know, well, I won't do it again. Um, one more, because this has been a straight... Hello, right, stand the front. Um, Noel Fielding is shit for not turning up at the lyric last night. Noel Fielding is shit for not turning up at the lyric last night. Are you furious? Didn't you like Peter Serafinowicz and Stuart Lee who replaced him? Stuart Lee was good. Stuart Lee was good. <laughs> and Peter Serafinowicz was good too. This is one of his first gigs ever. Well, it's good. Good that you've got it. That's your word, stop mine. That Noel Fielding just dropping out of a gig like a cunt would do. Uh, that is your, it's your, those are your words, madam, not mine. So we'll move, we'll move. Hopefully he'll come back and do another one. I doubt he listens to this, to be honest. I think he's got better things to do with his time. I don't see him, I think you'd see him if he was in the audience, wouldn't he? He would, st- he would stand out a little. Just in sense, just from smell. If you could do a smell version of the audience. I'll move on, Richard. Let's do it, let's go on. We're making them boo, let's go. Let's get out of here. As it occurs to me, Bloomsbury has given us Virginia Woolf, E.M. Foster, and John Maynard Keynes, and the bloke in the audience who said, if you move to a small town in Germany called Freiburg, you'd be considered romantic. Wow, how did you know that was coming up? Whose line is it anyway? Tuesday. I was passing a a motorcycle clothing shop. When I saw someone on a mobile phone, and it reminded me of that terrible, shitty, emotive latest advert for Vodafone. Uh, have you seen this? The one where a man is at a business dinner celebrating the fact he's been made a new director of a company. His phone rings. You've seen it, yeah? 
He's so rude he's forgotten to turn it off for a start. Then he's ruder still because he goes ahead and answers it, even though he's meant to be doing a speech. And it's his daughter. She's in tears going, oh, he left me. And the dad drops everything he does, he's doing, to go and comfort her. What kind of grown woman rings her dad when she breaks up with someone? And what kind of dad wouldn't go, oh dear, that's a shame. Still, you're an adult now and I'm doing something, so, you know, (laughs) sort it out yourself or ring your mum. Would you, when you break up with your boyfriend, the swimming pool guy, are you going to ring your dad to tell him about that? No, because you're not, because you're a normal human being. How about you? Uh, I mean, you don't, people don't do that. I, I can't bring my, tell myself to even tell my parents my relationships are fucked up at all. My parents still think I'm going out with Sally Phillips mm. from 1995. Uh, what about you, Emma? I, I know it's a bit hypocritical. It's a bit of a hypothetical question, but yes. if, you, uh, if you ever manage to find someone deranged enough to have a relationship with you yes. and then they regain their sanity and sight and finish with you, yes. would you ring your dad to tell them about that? No, no, because his first question would be, ooh, what's a parking like? <laughs> and also, I'm a 43-year-old woman, so Yeah, no. so, exactly. You wouldn't, because you're not five years old. No. I think we're supposed to find this advert as a testament to familial love, but it's just creepy. I find it a bit odd. So to find out what the fuck is going on here, will you please welcome the dad and the daughter from the Vodafone advert? <laughs> Hello there, lovely to have you both here. Thanks for having us. I'm a big fan of the podcast... AI Ultimate, AI Ultimate. Really? Uh, did you like the uh, motorcycle clothing sketch? No. <laughs> anyway, I was, I was really sorry to hear you'd broken up with your boyfriend slash husband. That's a shame. I know. I tried to understand what he wanted. I just wanted us to be happy. Is that too much? I can't imagine why he'd want to finish with you. I don't know what. Why would he do that? Oh, and then he said it was over like he didn't even care. He sounds like a massive prick. Yeah. You, you should be delighted. You're shot of him, shouldn't you? No, but I loved him. Oh, get over yourself. What are you, 25 years old? Come on. Shit happens, you deal with it. Uh, and in better news, Dad from the advert, congratulations for being made director of your unspecified firm. Oh, thank you, thank you. As, you. as you can imagine, that was a big moment for me. Yeah, so why did you have your phone on and why did you answer it? Well, because I, I saw it was from my daughter, Richard. You, <laughs> you don't have kids, do you? No. <laughs> No, I don't. I make sure my sexcrement goes where it belongs. In a big burning bin or onto one of those little semicircular mats you put around a toilet. Um, <laughs> which I have surrounding my high-backed armchair. Well, uh, well, if you'd had kids, you'd realise that you never get time off. You have to be there for them, ready to help them, always on call. Yeah, until they're about three, when they have to start learning how to fend for themselves. Or they'll remain weak, manipulative, emotional wrecks for their entire lives, and you'll spend the rest of your life running around after them. I just feel sorry for your work colleagues. They've gone to that trouble of organising that dinner for you, and then just fuck off because your wimpy daughter's crying. Didn't, didn't you know it was your dad's big night before you rang up? No. No, because you're too wrapped up in yourself, aren't you, to bother about anyone else's life? Why do you think she can't can't keep her boyfriends. You've made her think that the world revolves around her, and so anyone who doesn't drop everything every time she stubs her little toe isn't worthy of You're an idiot, mate. Hey, hey, lay off my dad. He's brilliant, dropping everything for me because he loves me. Well, you don't ring your dad if you break up with your boyfriend. You ring your friends, go out and get pissed, pick up some random stranger in a bar, go back to his place and dance for him while he sits in a... <laughs> He sits in a high-backed armchair and masturbates onto one of those semi-circular mats that you put 
put round your toilet. That's, that's what normal people do in these circumstances. It's just not so right to be close to your dad when you're a grown-up. It doesn't add up. There's something weird going on here. All right, all right. I, I'll, I'll level with you, Richard. You want to know the real reason I rushed across town to see her so quickly? Yeah. Because I saw my opportunity. My daughter was single again, emotional, <laughs> vulnerable. I... I, and, and I, at last, after all these years of grooming, you know, I... Don't have a go at me, that's what my business does. Uh, I saw my opportunity to pounce, but, you know, I had to get there quick. Isn't that right, lads? Before she came to her senses, you know, that's... I knew there was something perverse. It's disgusting, Yeah, it? and that's OK, Dad, because the reason I rang you yeah, was... Yeah. Because I've always wanted you, you know? No other man can... Measure up to you. Oh, oh, my beautiful girl. <laughs> Come here. At last we can be together. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Oh. That is so. Oh. Don't, don't. I'm sorry. This is uh, awful. This is sick. It's sick. This is a scenario Vodafone thinks is justified to sell their products. If you're with Vodafone, then you're sanctioning and financing incest. That's come, come on, sweetheart. Let's let's go back home to Northampton. But my cloaca is engorged now, father. Patience, patience. You know we must return home to spawn, my love. You Londoners with your fancy, non-incestuous ways will never understand. As it occurs to me, it's a family affair. The is best, according to Vodafone. Tuesday. It was my first preview for my new slash old Edinburgh show, Christ on a Bike, which uh, I also just did as a special extra here at the Bloomsbury uh, for the people who paid to come and see it. What do you think, everyone? Do you enjoy it? Thank God, thank God for that. Uh, So it's coming together, okay? Hope you can catch it in Edinburgh or on tour uh, from December. Uh, In the show, I discuss the Reverend Denman, our vicar back in Cheddar, who got angry with us for reading out what he told us to say in the service book. But another thing annoyed me that he used to do was when he told us, the congregation, that we were not worthy to eat the crumbs from under God's table. That just seems a bit much to me. It's a bit rude and demeaning. At the time, as an eight-year-old, I just sat there and took it and said nothing. But if I could turn back time, thanks to AI Ottoma, I can. If I could turn back time How have we done this about four fucking times already? For the Lord your God is a jealous God Punishing children for the iniquity of parents To the third and fourth generation of those who reject him Yea, verily, you are not worthy to eat the crumbs from under his table I don't want to eat his crumbs, I'm not a mouse but they're really delicious crumbs. They taste like ambrosia creamed rice. Yum, yum, yum. Well, what if God has swept up the crumbs and put them in the bin? He wouldn't want them then. Can I eat them? No, no. What, what if they all got covered in tea bags and bits of garlic peel? They're still God's crumbs. He, he might change his mind and decide he wanted to eat them. What? After why would, all. Why would God want to eat all those tea-stained, garlic-peely crumbs? He can magic up any food he wants. Well, it, it's the principle of the matter. God, God's a stickler for principle. That's, that's the whole point of the Bible, if you think about it. Really. Hold on. What if I hide in God's castle in a mouse hole yes. and wait until God has had too much to eat and drink and he falls into a heavy sleep and he's snoring 
and I creep out of the hole using one of God's cotton reels and a, like, a needle as a grappling hook. I climb up into the bin and just eat about two crumbs that he wouldn't notice, then run away before he wakes up. Could I do that then? Yeah, he's not the giant from Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> he's God. He doesn't live in a castle in the sky. Oh, yeah, well, where does he keep this table that you, by your own admission, agree that he has? It is not ours to question whither his furniture might be. Firstly... <laughs> Firstly, the table couldn't be normal size because God is very big. It would be at least a mile high. Right, so God's about two miles high. Probably, yeah. Right, about, yeah. I, I would say between two, two and eight miles high. Yeah. A table is no good without a floor to rest on. The way you're talking, you just think that God just keeps his massive mile-high table floating around in outer space, being hit by asteroids. It wouldn't be much good in zero gravity, would it? All the stuff on it would just float away if God tried to have a drink of lager after his meal. Lager? God doesn't drink lager. It'd be good lager, not Kestrel, Stellar. Probably. So, no, God doesn't drink lager. He drinks nectar. Nectar? Like nectar from flowers? Nectar. He's not a bee. I didn't, I didn't say he was a bee. He's the way, he's the truth, he's the light, he's the lord of the dance settee. He doesn't, he doesn't have to go around sucking sap from flowers. He can have any drink he wants. But if his table was in space, like you seem to think... I don't even think there is a table, it's a metaphor. Then when he tried to pour it, it would float up in a ball, his lager. He'd have to eat it out of the sky while trying to make his chips aren't floating away at the t- same time. It's impractical. God must live in a house. What if he wants to go to the toilet in space? All his wee what? and poo would fly around in zero gravity and hit him in the face. I don't know. May- maybe it's like when they first sent dogs into space and he has got a kind of rubber nappy around his waist with a <laughs> reservoir where the uh, waste products are stored. Oh, he's a dog now, is he? Oh, he's, I... an, he's an incontinent dog. You said he was a bee a minute ago. Make your mind up. What happens when the reservoir fills up? If he empties it into space, when the wee and poo were still, they'll come out and fly in his face still, just in larger well, quantities. Yeah, maybe he goes somewhere with gravity to empty it. You know, an uninhabited planet or a moon or a, a black hole which would <laughs> suck all the waste into it, is it? And this dog nappy yes, arrangement yes. thinks more convenient than my simple, obvious idea of building a giant castle with a table in it, which is connected to the earth via a giant beanstalk, <laughs> by which means he can get down and send down his only begotten son. I, I don't know. I'm confused. I'll, I'll have to ring the bishop. No, no. No one's, no one's helping you. Just admit it. There's no God. No, th- there is one. Admit it. Ow, ow, you're giving me a Chinese burn. Come on, admit it. OK, OK. There is no God. Good. And what else? Come no. On. No, say it. I am gay. (laughs) Now let's burn the church down and burn this motherfucker in a big wicker mat. Hooray! If I could turn back time, what would I do differently? I would become the god king of Somerset and murder a vicar. If I could turn back time. Wednesday. On Wednesday afternoon, I settled down to watch the England-Slovenia match with my girlfriend, desperately hoping she'd say something funny so I could use it for another sketch in Air Ottoma. It was looking good before the game had even begun. Why have England got those Charlie Brown schools on their strip this time? Yeah, that's, that's not England, that's Slovenia. We, uh, we definitely beat them by miles. They've only got two million people in their country. It'd be embarrassing if we mm. only beat them by one goal. And then... We will definitely go on to win the World Cup. Uh, the reason that you're confused, England are playing in red this time. Oh, great, just when I'd learned the colours. <laughs> that's brilliant, just when I learned the colours. Yeah, keep saying stuff like that, that's good. Um, are you writing that down? No, not, no. Are you no. planning on turning no. this into another sketch for AI Ultimate? AI no, no, it hasn't crossed my mind. Mm, because um, you did that last week, you can't do the same sketch again. Uh, I'm being postmodern, so... <laughs> 
think you're being half-arsed. That's just semantics. Just watch the game and say stuff about it, all right? Oh, that was offside. Yeah, yeah, it was. How do you know about offside? Well, I picked it up from watching these games with you. It's not that complicated. Well, don't say proper things. <laughs> say things that are wrong and funny. Crossing very effectively, isn't no, it? No, no, no. But what was that wrong? No, that was right. You're meant to be saying wrong things. There's no point in me going out with you if you're just going to make incisive and correct comments about football. Right. Are, are you only going out with me so you can write sketches about me? No. Because in last week's show, you know, it, it was weird. The version you had of me said a lot of stuff I'd never said about you impregnating Emma Kennedy. <laughs> Did you not say that? I'm really having trouble differentiating between truth and fiction yeah, at the moment. It's like Emma Kennedy is at some points managing to take over the script and steal you from me because she loves you. And you know what? I really think you should get together with her. You'd, you'd be great together. Is that you or her speaking now? So, so just say something funny about the footballers for the sketch. No, no, it's, it's me, Rich, and, and I'll never say anything funny about football again or walk near bodies of water with you unless you impregnate Emma Kennedy immediately. I'm so confused about this. Oh, look. Look, it's about time for Christian Riley to do his song about politics or jeers. <laughs> Why don't you impregnate Emma Kennedy during that? Well, how long's the song this week, Christian? Uh, it's about three minutes. Oh, plenty of time, then. That's, yeah, uh, ha, ha. Takes Emma at least two and a half minutes to unpouch her cloaca. So. I stand by my previous comments. <clears throat> anyway, why is Christian in my lounge? That's Never not... mind about that! Impregnate Emma Kennedy! All right, all right. Emma, can you just come here for a minute? Oh, yeah, sure. Oh. Hello, Richard's girlfriend. Hello, Emma. <laughs> Now go and make sweet love with my blessed... Sweet love? love, yeah. Put a bit of some meat on there. <laughs> it, it involves a bifurcated penis. Oh my goodness, well, that's lucky, that's lucky for me. It's a, it's a new manoeuvre. <laughs> oh, I feel sick, but I'm not getting any younger. No. You're not Emma, you're getting much, much older. So... Whilst I impregnate TV's Emma Kennedy, let us listen, Kennedy. Let us listen to da 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 Let us listen to some of the musical stylings of the man whose Wikipedia page genuinely this week has been deleted because of the reason it says it, it smacks too much of self-promotion. It's just an advert for him. That is the reason they've taken it down. It's Christian Riley. Brace yourself, Kennedy. My bifurcated frond is semi-aroused it's going to get. Uh, OK, so this week I'm going to do a football song. Uh, there are always football songs for when a team's going into a competition, uh, but there's none for them going out of a competition. Uh, there's no shame in it. It's going to happen to every single team except one. So here's my effort. It's a homecoming song for the lads. It's called Come On England. When you're feeling bored And you're trapped in five-star purgatory And your girl's the other side of the world Someday maybe it's a good time to practice 
playing football. Yeah, but they don't understand how the pressure builds up. Attempting ball control without the ones you love. Now the journey is over and the waiting is through. It's the first night in weeks that you won't have to. Come on a towel from a hotel bathroom. You can come on England. It's where your cum belongs. Come on your girlfriends, your wives and your boyfriends. But come on England. This green and pleasant land is waiting for the hand job of God. All right. This morning you woke up, baby you were so depressed Pajama trousers round your ankles, three salty lions on your chest Now it's time to take your tackle, to the left that loves it best I want you to hold your head up high and take that tail out from between your legs Don't come on a tissue, or a prostitute Come on England, give us every drop of pride. There's a corner of a duvet in a Rustenburg chalet. That's forever England, until the laundry van arrives. It's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming. Your cum is coming home, it's coming home. It's coming home, it's coming. Your cum is coming home. You don't have to be. Self-pitying wankers anymore It's coming home, it's coming Your cum is coming home Come on, England Christian Ray there, I can't work out if it was politics or jizz this week So, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, yeah, yes, I uh, lasted three minutes and ten seconds So take that, my girlfriend oh. Oh, Rich, that was amazing. Our sexcrement is mingling inside me. Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to put my womb on its highest setting. And so you and I should have a baby just in time for the last show. Wow, what a wonderful end to the series that will be. And also to my life. That's right, there's only just one more episode to go this series, so please come down to the Bloomsbury next Monday if you can. It'll be a big party, and the future of this enterprise may depend upon it. Uh, we'd love to keep this going uh, if we can think of some different jokes. Uh, anyway, there's, there's also the Edinburgh special on August 17th at the Assembly Rooms. Uh, go to www.richardherring.com for details of all that, and all my other shows and stuff, uh, and DVDs, and load books, I'm brilliant. Uh, Stephen Newman has designed some new T-shirts, so check those out at www.richardherring.com www.mysotti.com, M-Y-S-O-T-I. Uh, people don't shout my sotti back for some reason, because it's a shit name. But uh, that's pretty much it for another week. Can't believe we made it through this time. Good luck. Uh, made it good luck to Germany in the World Cup. I think we'll all no, agree uh, Richard, on that one. Yeah? Rich, I want you to know that I'm really grateful for what you've done for me. Oh, sorry, Emma. You know, I'd given up hope of ever having a child at my old... Old age. Boys, boys I, you know, I, I want to do something special for you. Look, I've, I've left the high-backed armchair at home and the, um, <laughs> the semi-circular toilet mat. It's, um, it's at the dry cleaners. And uh, anyway, I don't, I don't think I really want to see you dance naked. No offence. Dan, maybe. Or Christian. Definitely Christian. Mm. I'd be. No, I'd... no, you don't understand. We want to do the motorcycle clothing shop sketch again. <laughs> Properly this time. Yeah, I, 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 I think we both realise now that it was our weak performance, and in no way 
the quality of the script that let it down last time. Yeah, I, I want to apologise for our rubbish act. Yeah, that's... Look, it's fine. It's big of you to admit it. I, I didn't want to say anything. I did think that as well at the time. It is entirely your fault. Yeah, come on. Come on, everyone. Come on, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. If I could turn back time, what would I do differently? Oh, 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 if I could turn back time. Good afternoon. Hi, uh, nice motorcycle clothing shop you've got here. Oh, thanks. Looking for anything in particular? No, just have a look around at the motorcycle clothing, see, see what you've got in stock, you know, if I see something I like, something suitable for riding the old motorbike on, then maybe I'll buy me some motorcycling clothes. I sure love motorcycling. That's motorcycling around. Some people like cycling on a normal bike, don't they? Not me. I say, why pedal around when you can have a bike that doesn't need to be pedaled with all an engine and stuff? That's what you do with it. That's the handlebar. What are you, what are you doing? Oh, don't worry, sir. I'm just locking up the shop. Locking up the shop? That's, no, that's not in the sketch, Dan. You, you say, right, yeah, well, feel free to have a good look around. Then I do a lot more stuff about motorcycle clothing. and. Well, I, I would do that if I was Dan Tetzel, but the real Dan Tetzel is a bit tied up at the moment and... I should know, because I am the one who tied him. Half a tick for that. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, yes. It's me, Tiny Andrew Collins. Voce. Oh, Tiny Andrew Collins is in it. Brilliant. Oh, he's in the show again. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, it was awful without him. Oh, OK, it's just you people in the crowd saying those things. Honestly. And I'm not Emma Kennedy either. She's a bit tied up at the moment, and I should know, I'm the one who, taking advantage of her post-coital confusion, tied her. Oh, that's my joke, Mum. You're nicking my joke. It's, it's in my stand-up set. I'm a stand-up now, like Lembit Opec. <laughs> Though with a more ridiculous chin. You stole it from King of Comedy. In fact, I am... Oh, oh the mask. Oh, Stop! Help oh. me, Tiny Andrew! Pull, right. it. One, uh, pull uh, it on uh, my uh, face, son! Uh, oh, I'm trying, I'm trying! It's stuck! I think the moment of surprise has been lost in any case. <laughs> I am Tiny Mrs. Collings, and you've fallen into our trap. Hold on, didn't we ascertain a few weeks ago that you were me wearing a Patrick McGowan mask, wearing a me mask, wearing a Tiny Mrs. Collings mask? Hmm. That's probably why my Emma Kennedy is a motorcycle costume shop woman mask became stuck. Maybe it is. It's yeah. not a trap anyway. I can leave any time I want. You can't. I have locked the door to the motorcycle clothing shop. <laughs> there is no shop. It's pretend. Oh. Anything is possible with the power of the imagination, Rich. It isn't. And me and my mum, we've imagined it, and now you are trapped inside your own creation by two of your own creations. <laughs> For the rest of your life. To be honest, it felt like I was trapped inside this shop for my whole life when we did the original yeah, sketch. Yeah, but, uh, I listened. <laughs> what if I just imagine that the shop isn't here? Power of the imagination. No, no, that won't work. Because the two of us are imagining it is here. You're just one person. But we're two. Or five, if you include me being you twice. I'm Patrick McGowan as well. well. I don't understand. Why are you doing this? Why? What? Are you a fucking idiot? <laughs> you killed my son and my brother. And my son and my grandson. It's all the same person. It's all one person. Yes. <laughs> tiny, tiny Andrew Collings. Murdered him. A tiny, tiny defenceless baby. 
who taught me the meaning of love, who made me want to spend my life being an accurate and respectful tribute to the fine broadcaster and Radio Times film editor, <laughs> Andrew Collins. But you took that from me. And now you will die, drowned inside this giant pumpkin that I've spent the last two weeks making, which is, you know, why I couldn't really be in the show last week. It was, it was quite exhausting. I tell you what, you should get um, a high-backed armchair. It's a lot more comfortable. Oh, no, and to fill it to the top, I dumped in oh. it. Oh. So it's a dunkin' too. A dunkin' cum-cumkin, if you will. Tiny Mrs Collins, seize him. Oh, get off. How could you do this to me, Tiny Mrs Collins? You were just me in several months. My allegiance is to my dead baby. Yeah, now throw him in the cumkin. Wait, wait. You know what, Tiny Andrew? You haven't done one single aside during this whole sketch. You should do the aside. That's the best thing you do. That's the best thing about you. I don't do asides anymore, Richard. I, like Bob Rudge, have become tired of endless repetition (laughs) and think the whole aside thing is tired and boring. Aside? (laughs) I don't really. I find it funnier every time it's said. Wait, wait, wait. You said that anything is possible with the power of the imagination. Yeah, I did say that. Well, well, whilst you were both busy imagining the closed motorcycle clothing shop, I've imagined something of my own. It's a Kawasaki 792 motorcycle. (laughs) Ah, ram, must be revenue. No, there's no such motorcycle. Anything is possible with the power of the imagination. The Kawasaki 792 is renowned because, it, unlike most motorcycles, it's covered in knives and spears and poison darts. Look, there it is. Look, Tiny Andrew, it's coming straight for you. I'm not scared. Aside, I am scared. My pants have just turned into a tiny dumpkin. And also a tiny pumpkin. Sotter Voce. Oh, tiny Aunt Mrs. Collins pushed him clear. Oh, but look at the motorcycle, it hit her. Oh, and it's catapulted her towards the dumpkin cum cumping. All right, shush you lot in the audience down there, creating a rich visual image about what's going on. I'm Patrick McGowan already. I am not a number. Oh, no, I'm down to my last Richard Herring face. There is no time to save me. Avenge my death, Tiny Andrew. Avenge the death of Richard Herring by killing Rich the Richard Herring. Avenge me and Tiny Tiny Andrew. Ah, I die. Mother. No. Herring. Why must you destroy all that I love? Two down, one to go. And uh, without your mother's imagination, the motorcycle clothing shop is gone and I am free. You've won this battle, Herring. But I will be back once I'm over this trauma. I just just need to ring my dad on my my Vodafone. One second. Tiny Mr Collins. It's me, Tiny Andrew Collins. Mum's been murdered. Yeah, I suppose I am quite emotionally vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm at the Bloomsbury Theatre in London. You'll be right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. It seems, 
Seems awfully keen to get here. And I'm just as keen for him to get here. Oh dear. Oh, how embarrassing. Another pant pumpkin. Actually, you know what, Richard? The, the real Andrew Collins, he, he won't like this. I think you've really crossed the line this time, Richard. No, Tiny Andrew, uh, luckily the FIFA officials monitoring the podcast say that that one didn't go over the line. So, uh, so it's fine. Uh, that's all for this week. See you next time. After the Curse of Me was written and performed by Richard Herring with me, Dan Tessel, from TV's Mongrels. TV's Ever Kennedy, Christian Riley did all the musical bits and it was produced by Ben Walkerwood. Thanks to Damien Coldwell, Kelly Enfield, Alice Russell, Matt Ricardo, Rob Sedgbeer and everyone at the Bloomsbury Theatre. Thanks also to whoever it was on Twitter who suggested the over-the-line joke. A special thanks to Orange Mark and the British Comedy Guide. This is an Avalon Sky Potato Fuzzy for Aqua production for all the Bob Rogers of Planet Earth. Thank you. Thank you. Please come